Welcome back to the Foxy Property Chat Podcast. It's another episode of Marketing in Real Estate. This time, we welcome Rob Levy, the digital agent to the Foxy Property Chat Podcast. Rob is relatively new to Brisbane after moving from Townsville, where he ran a very successful agency. While we do discuss his background and how he got into real estate, our focus for the conversation is, of course, on digital marketing. We get into things like what techniques are effective for selling homes at the end of 2019 and, of course, heading into 2020. What sort of content should people be making and posting? Should agents be running ads on social media? Why being helpful and providing value to your audience is, of course, a great idea? Why a mountain bike has been Rob's best investment? And plenty more. Let's welcome Welcome, Rob Levy. We're back for another episode of the Foxy Property Chat podcast today. I have with me Rob Levy. How are you today, mate? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so you're pretty new to Brisbane. Before that, it was Townsville? That's right. I was selling in Townsville for yeah. seven years. Seven years? Yes. And um, before Townsville, you've obviously got an accent. So where where's that come from? It's a bit of an accident, yeah. actually. I was born in the wrong country. Hmm destined to be an Australian. We've been okay. citizens now for yeah. three years, Okay, but uh, originally from Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So real estate, um, how did you get into real estate? Funny story, mm. in a past life, I was a movie star home tour guide in Los Angeles, and it was about $8 an hour that I got paid, but it was $375 an hour to hop in my limousine to go see movie okay. star homes. Yep. And occasionally we'd see an open home along the trip, and I would say to my guests, Instead of going to see Lucille Ball's house, I'm gonna pretend to be your real estate agent. We're gonna go walk inside a $40 million home. And that was by far the way to really impress the guests, get some good tips, and I got the bug for real estate. Because when you see a 40 car parking lot and an indoor swimming pool and a bowling alley, oh, it's pretty flash. Oh, that's awesome. So that's sort of how you, you got that bug for real estate you just said. And then when you came to Townsville, is that when you sort of started to do the training and, and become an agent or like how did you did you have a friend that maybe introduced you to real estate in townsville i was out fishing with a bloke and the engine on my boat died mm. and the guy that i was with said mate you can't row but you sure can talk you should get into sales <laughs> mm. and i ended up selling cars with him for a couple of years decided i hate cars because mm. they always lose value wanted to get into real estate knocked on doors until i found someone willing to train me and uh, was his apprentice for two years before going out on my own. And you love it? It's the best job I've ever had. Yeah, what do you love about real estate? What's the best thing, or best couple things, or something that pops to mind? In Australia, as opposed to the States, there's only selling agents, not buying agents and selling agents. Is that what, in the States, have got two different types? That's right. I didn't know that. 3% of your commission for selling a house goes to a buyer's agent who works with the buyer, Ah. and 3% goes to a selling agent. So in the States, they actually pay 6% commission when they sell a house. Right. But here, I only work for the sellers. Yeah. So I get to take someone who's in a really tough situation. Often, their mother's sick in Victoria. They've got to move. They're concerned about their financial future, Mm -hmm. and I know that I can get them an awesome price for their house if we do everything right, and let them move on with their lives with confidence. It's really, really rewarding, and I have terrible attention deficit disorder, so if I've got 15 houses, two sellers on each house, 40 buyers for each house, that's 180,000 variables at once that I get to manage Mm -hmm. and play with. Mm -hmm. It's engaging. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so how important, let's get into a bit of marketing and stuff like that. Uh, actually, before we do, how important is it for agents and, and business owners, not just agents, to get out into their local communities? Because I notice you do a lot of that, that sort of stuff. 
Absolutely. Um, if nobody knows who you are and what you're doing, mm. you pretty much don't exist these days because there are so many people getting out there and getting in front of people. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that everyone would drink Coca-Cola all the time if Coca-Cola wasn't plastered on billboards and ads and televisions and mobile phones mm. and everything. And it's the same with your small business. Mm -hmm. If you're seen as often as Coca-Cola in your local community, who are they going to think of first? And that goes for staging companies mm. like the fabulous Foxy, as well as real estate agents. Mm. So I've got a quote from your website, um, which is thedigitalagent.com.au. Um, if you want to be, if you want the best price for your property in 2020, then you certainly can't uh, market it using techniques that were effective even three years ago. So what kind of techniques are effective here at the end of 2019, um, heading into 2020 for selling, for selling homes? My favorite is utilizing Facebook mm -hmm. because Facebook, yeah. we often find that people are using realestate.com more than any other tool. The problem is if you live in a suburb like, um, let's say, Wynnum West, people are searching for Wynnum, people are searching for Manly, but they might never see your house if you're in Wynnum West. Okay. So we can use Facebook to target people who are searching for Wynnum and Manly. Mm. And when they're seen to be looking at houses, Facebook captures data from their phones and then shows them your fabulous house with a beautiful video and gorgeous internal staging that's in Wynnum West. It's two kilometers away. They might have never considered it. Mm. And we can bring up to 10 times the buyers to that house mm. as opposed to just using realestate.com alone. Yeah, right. So let's go into that a little bit. So what are the moving parts there? So you mentioned video to start with. Absolutely. So filming um, some sort of um, video for the, for the sale of the property or showcasing property. Yes. Um, and then it's posting it to um, at least Facebook, if not Instagram. Um, Facebook, Instagram, yep. YouTube. YouTube, yep. And then and maybe even your website if you have one. Yes. Um, and then it's the, the extra mile there is running ads to people in that target area. That's right, yeah. and we can, we can, let's say for example, we have an acreage property in Kapalaba. Mm -hmm. What we can do is the last acreage property we sold, we can look at the 1,500 people that saw our video, mm -hmm. tell Facebook we want to create an audience that looks like those people from six mm -hmm. months ago that are currently active in the real estate market. And Facebook will generate us a 10,000 person audience that has similar behaviors to those people who watched our video. And then rather than just hitting the boost button and spamming yeah. all of Brisbane, yeah. we can get that ad to a targeted group of people who are likely to be interested in that property. Mm. It doesn't work though if your video is boring. Yeah, of course. All right, let's go into that a little bit. So um, what makes, um, a, let's start with property video and then we'll maybe go into video as a whole, but what makes a good property video. Obviously it can't be boring. It can't be boring yeah. and in fact people probably get spammed every four things you look at. One in four things on Facebook is an ad yeah. and you get about a microsecond of scroll before people pass it by. So the first three to five seconds of your video have to be punchy <laughs> and engaging yeah. otherwise they go on. they're never going to see yeah. it. So we're getting about a 10% click-through rate on our videos because we use jumping in pools, fireworks, yeah. unusual stuff, and sometimes it's the home itself that catches people's attention. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to sell an empty house with a video, it just looks echoey and lonely. And in all honesty, I haven't done it in three years. Mm -hmm. That's why we utilize staging companies like you guys 
to make it pop from yeah. the first second and give people that idea that this is their dream life, that they're seeing flash by them on Facebook, so they come back, click into the ad, explore the video, maybe look at a 3D map of the home, yeah, yeah. engage with it, send us an email, show up before the weekend, and then we tell them, hey, there's another 40 people coming this weekend, now's the chance to make an offer, or it's gonna go. And they feel like, wow, they engaged with it so much, imagine how many people in Brisbane are doing the same thing, they make snap decisions, they pay good money for houses, and that's the entire goal, is getting a win for our vendors. So you mentioned a few things there, like jumping in pools, um, big bright lights or fireworks. Are there other sort of tools you, you think um, that makes, not necessarily the three to five seconds at, at the start, um, engaging and catch people's attention, but are there a, a, other principles um, when making video for any sort of business person that you would think are important? Now, we're gonna talk for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But when you're making an ad, a minute is probably the longest you want to go. Yep. People are just going to tune out. They have very short attention spans these days. And they're probably watching your video while watching Netflix. Yeah, that's true. So it's incredibly important to have captions. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. So captions, um, keep it relatively short while still getting your point across. Make it engaging. Anything else? Um, getting to getting your point across while yeah. keeping it short, you can do a three minute video showing a tour of a house, mm. but by three minutes you're showing them stuff like the laundry that aren't that interesting. Yeah, sure. So if you only show them the highlights, yep. give them a bit of a tease mm. so that they're curious to come see the place, because yep. your goal is not to sell the house in the video. Your goal is to get people to turn up. Sure. Because once they turn up, the house will sell itself yep. because it looks beautiful because it's staged or because it's a stunning house with stunning furniture to begin with. Um, what sort of tips would you give people who are just starting out in video or maybe um, they, they haven't started yet but they, they, they know, you know, 2020 is my year, I want to get started on video, I know it's important. I've had a few other people on the podcast talk about how important it is. Uh, what sort of tips would you say just to get started? Like, well, let's start with equipment. What sort of equipment do you think, let's go with that agent. What sort of equipment do you think an agent needs to make, um, let's go with property videos? None. Yep. The most important thing when you're starting in video is do not do it yourself. Okay, okay, yep. It is so complicated to do it right. If you try to film it all yourself and do it yourself, you'll give yourself some negative feedback. You won't be impressed with your results. The results you get online won't be that great. You'll just get depressed. It won't go anywhere. Okay. Hire a professional. Do your first, this is gonna sound extensive, do your first 50 videos with a professional. It really is a language. It's like speaking Russian. Mm -hmm. Until you're familiar with the language of yourself appearing on screen and what you want in the background and what you want on the set and how short to make each clip and how to edit everything and a million other variables. While running a real estate business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, as a real estate agent, you probably don't take your own photos of a house, so you probably don't want to take a mm. video of the house mm. uh, by yourself and expect to get great results, both for promoting your own business mm -hmm. and for selling the house. Yep. And that goes for small business owners as well. If you have a gym, it's really a great idea for the, let's say, five to $700 to bring in a professional because it's all about 
how much money that video can bring in for your gym, mm. rather than what it actually costs. Yeah, sure, it's an investment piece. It is. Um, what about face-to-camera video? So not just the, the professional, uh, yeah, um, like um, the house for houses, but what about when you're on the road? Because I've noticed you do a few little videos and, and photos and stuff on Instagram when you're out and about in communities. Um, what about those sort of videos? I, I take it you're just using your phone and sort of doing the selfie camera and... and no, I'll be frank, as much as I like seeing my own face and hearing myself talk, that one's a really tough one for me. Yeah. Because I am so exposed all the time by making professional videos, I'm like, get out of my life! I don't want to be doing this every day! Mm. But I have found that more business has come to me through Facebook... It's not Facebook Live, it's Facebook Stories. Okay. Yeah. And Instagram Stories. Stories, yeah. Than traditional Facebook and Instagram. Yep. They seem to be getting higher amounts of engagement, mm. And people seem to want, here's the 2020 buzzwords for you, authenticity yep. and integrity. And if everything is composed and set and real and ready to go, they go, yeah, mate, this guy's a polished wanker, eh? And they tune right out. Whereas if you just grab your camera, film two or three or four quick 15-second clips on the go during your day, people can see who you are and what you're doing. They trust you. Yeah. So what, what sort of, you said on, on the go during your day, is that sort of um, the st sort of stuff you're posting? Like what, like behind the scenes sort of thing? Or, or is it like how much planning goes into it? Or is it literally just showcasing what you're doing during the day? Well, you have to find an interesting angle to everything mm. because people don't want to see that you're making scrambled eggs in the morning. So I do a regular series called Things found in open houses, hashtag things found in open houses. Yeah. And we find interesting things like hippopotamus statues and Balinese masks and mm, things. And I, like I try it. to make funny faces yeah. along with them just to keep people engaged because everyone has something quirky in their house. Most yeah. people don't often show it. And you and I know we hide those things before yeah. we put yeah. it on the market. Yeah, I was going to say we could do something similar to the amount of stuff I've, I've heard the team find. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, so I try to post things that tell people I'm in real estate and I'm working. I'm in real estate and I'm working without saying, well, I'm typing up another contract sure, now yeah. and filling out this paperwork is so engaging. Mm. We try to find unique aspects of what we do. Mm. One of the other things I do that people love is take as many photos with dogs and cats as mm. I can. Mm. Um, it shows that you're relatable. Most people love dogs and cats. And honestly, if they don't like animals, I'm just not their agent. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we sort of touched on it there, but how personal should people be on social media when it comes to actually like their, their business pages? So how personal do you think you should be? Should we be posting about our hobbies and, and private life or is there, or keep it more professional? It really depends on who you are. There's some real estate agencies out there that are all about driving a Lamborghini and wearing a suit and conducting a professional image. And you know who they'll attract? They'll attract sellers that keep an immaculate house, drive a Land Rover, and keep an absolute dead set professional image. So for those people, if they're posting about cleaning up their kid's diaper, yep. they turn off their audience. Yeah, good point. Me, I'm all about fun and family and animals and geology and mountain biking. So I'm gonna attract a completely different audience, but if I'm all buttoned up for my audience, I'm not gonna get the same engagement with them as I would if I show my real life. Mm. So it really depends on exactly who you're trying to target. Mm. But if you fake it and try to be that buttoned up person, 
and then you show up and you're a bit of a goofball, you're not going to connect with those people anyway. And even if you do, they are going to be tough clients, they're not going to like you, you're just not going to resonate, and it's hard business. So you might as well be yourself, put yourself out there, attract the clients who are going to like you in the first place, and then your life is easier, your job is easier, you can sleep well. If we're talking like a minimum, what every agent should have in online, um, Every agent should have nothing. Yeah. Leave it to me, I'll sort it. Okay, yeah. Now, <laughs> if you're gonna, if, if someone came to you for advice, um, what would you say are the, the essential things they need, like platforms, or do they need their own website? Or should they, are they, is it good enough to be on like a, whatever the company they're working for, their website? Do they need it to gain business? Do they need it to sell houses? It depends on specifically what you're asking. Yeah, I guess if someone was just starting out in real estate and they came to you and said, all right, what do I do? Do I, they need their own Facebook page? Would they, you say that's an essential? I would say it's an absolute essential. Yeah. Instagram? You know, I haven't turned any business from Instagram myself ever in saying that. Some of my collaborators in the US have turned 90% of their business this year from Instagram. So it's, it's probably worthwhile. It's probably worthwhile. Yeah, what about YouTube? Would you say it's an essential or, or a nice to have? YouTube is important because if you're gonna be making property videos, the major portals like domain and real estate.com only feed off your okay, YouTube. So you're gonna need, so you're gonna need yeah. a YouTube account for sure, yeah. but using it to have a channel and promote yourself, yeah. that's a hard angle mm. unless you're paying Google AdWords to promote your YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, something's beeping. Oh, well, I said Google and... Uh, <laughs> Your website has lots of helpful content on there for, for buyers um, and, and sellers, sorry. Um, is this something that you think businesses should be doing more of? I think you get a real digital interview when people are considering your business these days. Yep. It's not like you're in the yellow pages and people are looking for the largest ad for a nail salon with lots of pictures of beautiful women. If people are selecting a company to use and they're not going on their friend's recommendation, yep. if they're choosing from 10 different companies, they're probably going to pick the one that's the most transparent, that gives out the most information. Especially for something as important as selling their, their home. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or as important as staging their yeah. home, because yeah. everyone has a different style. If you guys can cater to people who like beachy as well as cater to people who like black and white and you can see all of those options on your website, mm. they're much more likely to choose you than if you only have two or three yeah. very basic pictures. Sure. Yeah. And as for me, people need to know what happens when they call me, what the process is, because most people are only in real estate mode for 2% of their lives and it's a bit of a mysterious field mm. with a lot of people who don't share their secrets. So I found that when it comes to social media, givers gain. And the more of the information you give out and you give away the entire game, the more likely people are to trust you. Trust you and do business with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Um, it doesn't have to be related to marketing, um, but what is one of the best investments you've made? Time, money, effort? Mm, my mountain bike. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Um, well, being a real estate agent, I was a bit fat from sitting behind the desk and working all the time and I had a mate who rode mountain bikes and he said Rob you got to get out there and enjoy yourself and I really loved it as a kid and they're so expensive I thought oh my god spending a thousand dollars on a mountain bike how could I possibly do that 
But once I did, rode for a couple years on that, I ended up buying a $3,000 Superbike, mm. and it's the love of my life, yep. and it's where I get my downtime and my fitness and my exercise. Yep, I like it, I like that answer. Um, how often should people be posting to Facebook and Instagram? I think people can really be turned off by other people who post too much. Mm -hmm. Just like we talked about with video, one minute for a huge house is enough. And one minute a week for your life for most people is enough. Mm. So I would say three to five times a week on your personal page. Okay. And I would say two to three times a week on your business page. But don't go posting to your business page if you don't have engaging content. Okay, yep. If you're just putting stuff out there that you're only doing so that you have something to put out so you there. So the box of three or five times, yeah. Then people are gonna instantly see that and unfollow your business page because no one wants to be advertised to in the first place. Mm. As well, the Facebook algorithm will say, this business page is putting out shit that no one's engaging with over and over, and it'll show it to less people organically. Yeah. We already know that the Facebook algorithm doesn't show our business page to anyone unless we pay for it. The last thing you want is to train the algorithm that you're garbage. Yeah. So if you put out something fascinating that gets 70 likes on your business page, definitely worth doing. But if you can only do that once a week, that's your strategy. Okay, I like it. Um, let's talk about expectations. If you're going to be um, spending, say, three to five hours a week, that's just an arbitrary number, but um, coming up with ideas, shooting little clips for yourself, not the professional looking videos, but into branding and social media work, what sort of results should someone be expecting? Or is that the wrong way to look at it? Um, should they really go into it with no expectations? It's an investment. Hmm. The best way to look at it is, oh man, I bought this Apple stock in uh, 1998 for, I don't know, $300 a share, and it's been two years, and it's done nothing, and I've put all my money into it, and I'm frustrated. That's not the way to look at it, because if you held that stock for 20 years, geez, you'd have a lot of money. Mm. And it's the same thing with making these videos. Yep, so you gotta be a bit patient. You have yep. to be super patient. Yep. If you're growing your audience by 50 people every couple of months, by the time you're three to five years in the future, Holy smokes, there's 5,000 people who know you, know what you do, know what your brand is, are familiar with you, and everyone else started a year ago, and they're in the early investment stage. You're five years ahead of them. You have an audience base who knows you. So it is a long game. Yep. It's frustrating to put that out there for nobody, but you're not putting it out there for nobody. You're doing it for yourself as a huge investment in your future. Mm. I mean, if Kylie Jenner can be a billionaire, she probably started with only a few hundred people. You've got to get on that bandwagon now. Mm -hmm. Yep, so get started. Um, aside from social media... Kylie Jenner, I cannot believe I made a Kardashian. No, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Where else, um, what else should agents be doing to increase business um, aside from social media? Anything else? Do you do anything else personally? Um, sell a house really well. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Communicate with yeah. your sellers really well. Yeah. Like a lot of people, in fact, the number one complaint about real estate agents is that they don't communicate well and people are wondering on Wednesday, what the heck happened at my open homes? Okay. So something I do 
don't tell the other real estate agents, is as soon as my open home is over, I film a video. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, we had six people through the open home today. One girl came in with her grandpa. He really liked the tree in the backyard. She wasn't sure about the bedroom size. The next person said this, and I give my sellers a full two minute rundown about everyone that I talked to and who I'm gonna follow up with. Boom, it's sent to them as a video. It's like having a face-to-face -face meeting instantly after mm -hmm. the open home. Mm -hmm. And then they're not wondering what the heck happened while they weren't there looking. Yeah. And then when I follow up with them three days later with a written report, it just, they already know what to expect and what's coming and who they've spoken to and about and all these things. It's their biggest investment. And a lot of agents sort of leave them in the dark or give them a phone call three days later and people are sitting there stressing. Um, the more feedback you can give them during the process, the more comfortable they're going to be, the more likely they are to recommend you to a friend, and that's a great way to gain business as well. Yeah, absolutely, referrals. Um, Rob, thanks so much for your time today. Where can people follow you online? You can find me at thedigitalagent.com.au. Yep. You can just Google my name, and hopefully the SEO will let you find me. Yep. But thedigitalagent.com.au is probably the easiest place, place to find us. Rob, thanks so much for coming on the Foxy Property Chat podcast. Hey, thanks so much for interviewing me. I'm really excited to stick your furniture in one of my houses. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, mate. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. This will be the last marketing in real estate version of this podcast for the year. I believe we have one more episode to go next week or the week after where Jake will be having a chat with an agent. So hopefully, we'll be back next week. We'll catch you then.